Welcome to the Shelf Shedding Movie Show. This is the third annual If We Shed the Nominees. I started this a couple of years ago, and the first time I did it, I did it by myself. And then last year, kindly and very much at the last minute, Kirk Fitzpatrick joined me and just so we would have a couple of people so we could do the Siskel and Ebert uh, type of thing with the, if we if we pick the winners, but in my version is we're whittling uh, the, the nominees down to three. And... We kind of went into this award season with Kurt knowing that he would be my guest. So give him a bit more time to start watching stuff and to prepare. And we decided to also, uh, I think that show had, had a lot of stuff in it. I was giving my top 10 list and we were dealing with six categories here. So we've broken it up into two episodes here. So Kurt, thanks for coming back. Uh, and we're going to be talking about three major categories. And I believe last time you were on the show... Uh, you talked about the award-winning Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you for having me on this show. As I've said uh, in last year's show, it's an honor because I was always a fan of Siskel and Ebert's annual um, Academy show. So I'm glad. I feel we have we have picked up where they left off. Yet I did see Yaya Sisterhood, and I did not like that movie. I would not vote for that movie. No. no. I, I think we were both in agreement on that one and uh you you kindly had me on a lifetime of hallmark recently talking about how to how to murder your husband uh the Sybil shepherd steve gutenberg vehicle which i imagine is going to be up for several emmy awards uh next uh, summer so i think so yeah you could hear that our podcast uh, lifetime of hallmark that's uh that's up right now so that was a it was a great time having you on that show that was a lot of fun i, I had a lot of fun yeah. I, a few points there i was just like okay i don't talk about yeah. We talked about Sybil Shepherd, how kind of sleepy she was in, in the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you thought she just woken up from a nap to do her takes. So. Well, I thought that she kind of had a routine where she's when she's not working, she like takes a nap in the afternoon. And then when she had to go to work, she was a little bit sleepy on the set. Because yeah. she wasn't really like high energy there. Yet I saw her in a Broadway play in the afternoon. Oh, so she was she was okay then? But, yeah, she, how, she, but she when was that? And she had an evening show after that. So I would imagine. And she came up to to sign autographs so oh, okay. you, you think she would be having a, a nap downstairs but it was a huge ensemble cast so maybe there wasn't enough room for her to have a nap was that a couple years ago though or uh it was a few years ago yeah yeah, yeah. so she may have started the nap mid-20 teens mid-20 teens we went i like, get it i i don't mind an afternoon nap here and there <laughs> yeah you might need my, voice, that, so. my voice is a little deep i had covid like a couple weeks ago but my voice just hasn't really recovered yeah, I have this. I have this deep voice. How's um? Do you think how how's your energy level? It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> my, my energy level. It took a while. Yeah, it was more than Civil Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Civil Shepherd right now at her height of energy is still less than. <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to any yeah. podcast that I'm involved well, she, with because if she, she is, she's she in trouble. Email me after a, a few episodes every once in a while, so you know. We're being hard on Simple Shepherd. Oh, because she might listen to the one. She might listen to the one podcast where I'm talking about her. So maybe he's maybe he's nicer to me on this one. She's that's the same thing. Yeah, maybe she will. She's becoming Uh, a career. The other thing was coughing. I couldn't stop (laughs) coughing for felt like a month or so after. I still have that. Yeah. Yeah. I got this. Anyway, yes. Take it easy. I know that. uh, Also, just at the top of the show. Uh, if any of my listeners happened to be, uh, it's Fresno, right? The Fresno. Yeah, I'm on the Rogue Festival in Fresno. Uh, the first week of March, I'm going to be doing my show. Um, one person show called 
the jester of all maladies. Yeah. So people need to check it out. I've been saying for years that um, you're a very talented actor and your, your solo shows are amazing. I mean, that's how we met. <laughs> so that's a, Thank you. I appreciate that. Been a, been a, a, a Kirk fanboy for a few years there. So, yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to get down to the business here of actually celebrating, in a way, celebrating uh, some of these uh, nominees. Uh, what we'll do is at the start, we're going to state who we would vote for if we had to vote in the Academy Awards. And uh, then after that, we're going to assign points for the categories we're talking about in this episode. There are five nominees. So there are 50 points that we each have uh, to spread among the nominees. And at the end, we'll total the points. And we'll, we'll whittle it down from five nominees to three nominees. And I might mention some people that I would have included, perhaps, in in categories. I, I don't like this trend that people have become so complacent when the the nominations come out and there's all this all this politics and all this, oh, somebody should have been. I, I wanted this person to. I wanted this person to. So I'm not suggesting that, uh, that my choices are any more valid than, than the academies. But the, yeah, in some categories, there are some people I, I would have liked to, to see kind of crack the list. But I actually think on the whole, this was a quite a good year uh, for nominees. And we'll, we'll, we'll see if you agree as we as we go forward. You're still a voting member with uh, SAG-AFTRA, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I'll be okay. voting for that. So but your votes people... have a lot more importance than my vote. <laughs> yeah, some of these people that we're going to mention are not nominated for SAG Awards, but yeah. most of them are. Because they they weren't all on Netflix. Uh, well, how many how many Netflix movies are there here? There are a few, but okay. Netflix got a lot of nominations with SAG and and SAG Awards has signed on for whatever a five year deal with Netflix. So I coincidence oh. I I don't know. I'm, okay. Anyway, but yeah, I, again, I think very 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 good list. I was a little bit happier probably with the Academy list than the SAG list this year. So we're gonna be starting off with the award for best supporting actress and. The nominees are Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Let our gracious response to this incursion be an olive branch. Further attempts on our resources will be considered an act of aggression and met with a much steeper response. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I remembered when my husband served me papers i drove his kia forte through my neighbor's kitchen huh. and you know what i say it's called unlovable bitches like us make the world go round carrie condon for the banshees of initiaron thanks what were you talking to the ball fella for for none of your feckin business i think it was of course it's my business aren't i the law Huh? Well, you can tell that whiny brother of yours I'll be around soon for that battering I own. A battering? That'd be good, actually. Might take him out of himself. Hong Chow for the whale. You should have called an ambulance. With no health insurance. Being in debt is better than being dead. What's wrong with you? Why is there a missionary here? Someone left the door unlocked. I left after you fell asleep earlier. I must have forgotten. And Stephanie Shu for everything, everywhere, all at once. Mom, just stop. I feel good for you. You're figuring your shit out. That's great. I'm really, really happy for you. 
I'm tired. I don't want to hurt anymore, and for some reason, when I'm with you, it just... It just hurts the both of us. So let's just go our separate ways, okay? <laughs> just let me go. And as my guest, I will uh, let you uh, tell the listeners who you would vote for from this list of five. I'd vote for Jamie Lee Curtis. I thought that I thought she was I thought she was very good in this movie. I thought she f fit into the movie very well. Um, there were there were different layers to her performance as the movie being uh, everything everywhere at once. That's right, right? It's, it's not yeah. every everywhere every everything everywhere at once. The movie had multiple layers. I mean, is the Multiverse. So everybody in the movie were 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 playing different, like like a s splinter. They they were splintered off and um, into different personalities of themselves. And uh, and I just think like Jamie Lee Curtis. After all these years, like J J Jamie Lee Curtis is. I am judging her performance in this movie, but she's also someone who I grew up with. You know, we've we've seen her in in movies over the years. She's she's kind of like reinvented herself over the years as well it's uh it's just it's it's very impressive how she's had a she, she's had this kind of career most people most people don't achieve that most actors and I, and I think she i was uh i was i was really happy with her performance in this movie it was it was a hard decision because these other these other actors or i should say actresses were uh also very good Including Stephanie Shu, right? I know I just asked you. Stephanie Shu, yeah. Stephanie Shu was also in that movie. It was also very good. So that that's who I would would vote for. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm certainly have been a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis over her career since the '70s, and it's not easy to actually be the the uh, the child of a fairly famous movie star, the child of Tony Curtis, and because there are certain expectations when you. Uh, go out there and try to make your own way. And she's been very successful in that way. And I'm a fan of her in the Halloween movies. In fact, uh, I, I liked her quite a bit in Halloween ends, which came out uh, this year, um, a few months after everything everywhere all at once. And I really, I liked her performance in true lies uh, in the nineties and some of the comedies trading places. And, and uh, so I've been, I've been a supporter and a fan and I'm thrilled that she, finally got an Oscar nomination, um, kind of this point in her career. Uh, but my vote for this category, this was actually for me the easiest choice of any uh, of the six that we're going to be talking about. Carrie I know who Condon, you're going to pick. Carrie Condon for The Banshees yeah. of Inish Aaron. Um, this was one of the best performances, of, I don't care what the category is, of the year. Um, she, everybody is good in that movie, but uh, she... She nearly steals the film. She plays Colin Farrell's uh, sister, who is the smartest person on this island. Um, she's kind of, her, her life is being held back. Uh, and we, we see that in subtle ways, but it's not something that's kind of uh, announced too much. Um, and she deeply loves her brother. At point, she's frustrated with him. She's frustrated with other people on the island and how narrow they are. Um, and we see her journey into making a fairly tough decision. And there's some beautiful moments in there. Um, and, you know, she, 
she at points appears kind of tough, but then she's she's kind of sweet uh, as well. Um, when kind of uh, the outsider in the island, who's this this young man who's very very much lost, um, uh, asks if she would ever consider uh, being uh, being his girlfriend, and just the, the the notes in that scene and the tenderness she shows as she does reject his advances um, and kind of what that leads to is one of the most poignant moments in uh, this film. So uh, yeah, and my points are going to show hands down that this was uh, for me uh, the award and I, I kind of think it's, um, the, the, the award groups have been, have not given her the award. She's been nominated kind of throughout all of them, but uh, somebody else has been kind of winning all of the awards to this point. We'll see. There's several award shows yet to happen there, and I think it's, um, I think it's kind of unfortunate because this was, to me, the uh, the most complex role, uh, the hardest role, and one that could easily be kind of lost and forgotten because it has some subtleties to it. So that's my case for Carrie Condon. So I guess now we're going to go down to uh, the, the points here. And so I'll start off with you with our, we're going off alphabetically here with Angela Bassett in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I give her a nine. All right. And then your choice, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Twelve. And then my choice, uh, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisharan. I give her a ten. Then Hong Chao for The Whale. I give her a nine. And Stephanie Shu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. She got a 10. Okay. So you might be mad at me with this category. Um, I don't think I'll be mad. I think lots of people are going to be mad at me with this category. Well, maybe not mad, but I don't know, disappointed. Well, I thought everybody was was very, very good. It was a hard hard decision. And I yeah. did, and I gave Angela Bassett, I thought that, uh, if I may say, because this is the only nominee for Wakanda forever i have a lot of respect for that movie the way it dealt with grief i don't recall like it's it is impressive to me to see a marvel movie where like the central theme one of the central themes was about grief mm -hmm. you know i, I think they had to do that and it's grief over yeah like panther but it's grief over chadwick boseman and they had to address that for the fans um well yeah i, I yeah i guess so i guess they didn't have to make the movie but or they could have just kind of skirted the issue a little, little bit, maybe paid a little service, and that's it. But it was, it was it, like I said, it was a central theme in this movie. Yeah. Um, well, we'll start let's start off with Angela Bassett, who I might argue at this stage is the favorite to win. Um, I, I actually gave her zero points. Um, wow. I wow. do not like. Uh, it's cold. Like Panther, Wakanda Forever. And I love Angela Bassett, and it's a shame she hasn't been kind of nominated or, or won for some, some of her other terrific roles. But I don't think there was anything in here that was, that was beyond her ability. I, this was not, to me, a, um, a role that stood out other than the fact that she's such a screen presence. But right. in, in, in this, this year, there were a lot of people who have a... Marvelous screen presence who made appearances in movies, and they're not necessarily going to get an Academy Award this year. So now you're going to really be mad at me. Jamie Lee Curtis 
everything everywhere all at once i gave zero points to Jeez. um i i saw her character as a cartoon and yeah she's sort of the story and everything's very kind of but wasn't that movie kind of cartoonish in a way though didn't that kind of work for the movie it, it served the story, but it was yeah. well within her abilities, too. I didn't see anything. Uh, I, I actually think she got over, well, I, I, I think she's better than, than her her uh, counterpart here uh, in the category, too. So we'll get to her points in a moment here. But, um, yeah, Michelle Yeoh was just way, way, way better in this film. Like, I, in some, some situations, Jamie Lee Curtis seems a little bit like a distraction. I mean, she's kind of playing the costume and she's got that voice and she's, you know, um, playing it up and everybody has those moments, but it's a lot of moments for her character and maybe just the, the, the screenplay didn't serve her well or, or give her as anytime we were going to get to like a serious moment, like the hot dog hands character in that multiverse, that's the most poignant character I think for her. Um, but they kept cutting away from that because they had to cut between all these multiverses. Um, and it's an exhausting film in that way because you're, you're never really sticking with anything for too long. And because of that, I think her performance may have been, uh, the best parts of her performance may have been cut out in editing. Um, but, you know, I'm happy for her as a person and for the career nomination, kind of like Angela Bassett as a career Oscar. Um, but not for this individual performance. And that's that's kind of going to be my my tack throughout all of these, that it's the, I'm judging it based on the performance, not how much I like other roles that they've been in before. So I'm, I, I love those two women, but I didn't see anything in these roles that was Oscar-worthy. Carrie Condon, I mentioned, that's my choice, the winner, I, I, I gave 40 points to. So that's why I'm oh. saying this was this was easy for me. The only other person that made the cut that I might have considered was Hong Chao for The Whale. I gave 10 points to. This was a, a complicated character. It was a true supporting role uh, as far as, as screen time. She's the caregiver for Brendan Fraser, um, but she's also the enabler. Like she will come there and, and say, you need to get to the hospital and try to encourage him to get the medical help he's refusing to accept. But she's also bringing him meatballs sandwiches and stuff that's feeding to like this addiction that is killing him and it's because of the history and because she's still grieving her brother as Brendan Fraser is grieving his his uh, you know ex-boyfriend and the two of them that's a, a, a powerful relationship so I, I I get that nomination I fully support that nomination um and then if you're doing your math Stephanie Chu I, I don't think belonged in this category at all I can't make a career case for it um zero points for this wasn't it was supposed to be this is you know spoilers for this movie that's nearly a year old but um this is supposed to be the big bad the villain in the piece at first we think it's jamie lee curtis and there's just kind of this um just just does not work when 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 she's supposed to be scary you know she does a better job of playing like the the angry down daughter which fortunately there's a lot of scenes in there uh where she can play that but uh it that one also didn't work for me so i this is the the category i'm the most critical of i'm gonna get to uh i i have a list of several people that i would have put in this category ahead of uh three of the nominees at least 
maybe four um, okay. in a moment here, but let's uh, we'll do the total of, of points here. So uh, again, primarily because because of me, uh, Kerry Condon had the most points with fifty points there. Yeah, you went and all in. That, it gets uh, it gets kind of interesting here. Um, Hong Chao uh, for the whale gets nineteen, and then Jamie Lee Curtis gets twelve, and the two that would be cut from the list would be Stephanie Shu for everything, everywhere, all at once with ten points, and. Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So Jamie Lee Curtis, Kerry Condon, and Hong Chao would be uh, the nominees if, if between the two of us we shed the nominees. See, it seems to me that you didn't like everything everywhere at once. I like I I like it. Right. Uh, I don't love it. I watched it again last night to see if you know maybe let the film change my mind on this a little bit. I, I recently uh, released my, my top 10 film show. And then I also mentioned that show kind of 10 runners up and it didn't, it didn't make my top 20 for the year. So okay. um, I, it, I, I, I like yeah. the imagination of it. I have some questions about it, but I, I'm perhaps going to be, when we start talking about some uh, other uh, categories, uh, I think you'll feel I'm being a little bit nicer to the film. I hope. Um, okay. But this particular category, I just did not see these performances. I think they rode the wave of everything, everywhere, all at once is success, and it has the most nominations. And so this is one of those things where some cast members who I don't think deserve nominations uh, got in there. So, Okay. Well, yeah. I would say that Carrie, Carrie Condon is a performance that I could take another look at because that's, that's a movie that I've seen um, a little while ago. Some of these other movies I've seen more recently. And I did think that that movie, you know, had great performances in it. Yeah. And I, I think it, it, it is possible and it depends on one's reaction. It's a subjective yeah. thing. As um, I said, what if you're, you're focused yeah. a lot on uh, Colin Farrell and um, Brendan Gleeson and their conflict and, you know, and, and some of that stuff's very flashy in a way. I, I yeah. can see how her <clears throat> performance could get kind of, um, lost in the mix there, but yeah, uh, yeah. And as but I said, my my identified with right away. So my vote for Jamie Lee Curtis, like I said, is I just I I I enjoyed that movie very much. I enjoyed the experience of watching that movie, and I enjoyed I just enjoyed her in in the movie. Even though I know you, you said she was kind of cartoonish, it kind of it, it to me that worked in with with within the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've liked, I, and, and I guess I do. It, it's hard to it's hard to get away from the history of you know, seeing her for all these years, and this being her her. Uh, this is the very first Oscar nomination that she's had. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm happy again. Yeah. I, I want to emphasize I'm happy for her as a person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I would have had more of a case, even though nobody else in the world would would agree with me on this. I could have formed more of a case to nominate her for Halloween Ends. And her performance in that than in this. Yeah, she was good in that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough on this category. This is the one where I was a bit nervous because, <laughs> and this is maybe where yeah. where I'm the this where I was the strongest opinion, I, I guess. And so we're starting off with that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. I, th I think I'm set. Okay. All I'm right. Said what I had to say. Um, I I'll just mention a couple of performances that I kind of wish. I I think at least one of these. I know that you saw and, and maybe you would agree with me on. 
I think this was a tough one. They didn't know which category to put her in, but uh, I, I would have considered nominating Carrie Mulligan for She Said. Uh, she Said had no nomination. Oh, yeah. It's a very that was good a very movie. good movie. I, yeah. I, 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 like that, I like that more than some of the other um, Oscar movies I've seen, and that wasn't even nominated. Yeah, and I, I saw yeah. that fairly fairly early on. Mind you, some of these movies came out a while ago that got nominations, but kind of earlier in the fall, and I don't know if it kind of got lost in the mix or if Hollywood didn't want to sort of acknowledge the, the, the Weinstein thing. Um, I think that's what it is, because you figure Hollywood has a history of celebrating Hollywood, and th that movie is not celebrating Hollywood. <laughs> so Not really, no, no. No. It's a very good movie, though. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's gonna be it's almost an underappreciated movie. It was it made my runners up list on on the previous show. Um, probably to me, almost anyone in the cast of Women Talking uh, could have been nominated. In particular, particular for me, Rooney Mara and Jesse Buckley were just extraordinary in it, and I, yeah. I just kind of. Wish there had been room for like it is. It is an actors ensemble, and it is it's one of the the best ensemble performances uh, of the year, and one of the best movies. Uh, and I'm really happy it's up for best picture and it's up for screenplay. But I think it's a shame that none of the the cast members were were nominated for an Oscar, and I think that that probably should have happened. So, um, Dolly De Leon from Triangle of Sadness just. This is a, a character who um, is prominent, uh, is kind of prominent throughout, but a little bit more in the background. And the third act of the movie takes control of the movie mm. and is is remarkable. And there was another one that I thought was just a surefire nominee kind of early on. Got a Golden Globe nomination in this category, but did not kind of uh, go anywhere else from, from no, there. I, Even though I, I'm sadness is... Uh, has received a you know a few nominations for for screenplay direction and, and best picture, um, but like being you know the cast is solid in that movie too. But she steals the movie um, away from everybody else. And I you said you haven't seen that one yet, so no, uh, that one I haven't seen yet. But I will be. Yeah, at the time show. of recording. But yeah, look out for this one, and I'll be interested to to hear what you think about her performance in there. Um, and then this was this one would be a super long shot. So that I I'm I'm not saying that this is somebody that where it's a tragedy that this person wasn't nominated because she is quite young. But Frankie Corio from After Sun gives one of the most natural performances I've ever seen um, of a a 13 year old girl. And I, there are points that just did not seem like acting at all. Um, and uh, I'm happy Paul Mescal got a. We'll be talking about it in a few minutes here, but got the best actor nomination but i i think this is you know this is a this is a great performance whether it's a teenage actor or an adult actor too but uh, yeah that's the yeah. one i was also gonna i was actually just looking up her name on here for when you asked me because i just i just watched after sun i i would agree with that yeah uh, she was yeah. she was very good in that movie and so much of his performance plays off of hers and oh yeah yeah in, in some ways she's the lead actually because we see so much of the film um through yeah through there so yeah, that, yeah. Anyway, yeah. That, that one would have been a long shot and i'm a big fan of of after sun so that's would have been me pushing the films that i like to have more acting nominees but we that's have the list that we have and I, I'm, I'm happy for particularly for those who've been working this long and 
um, and haven't been completely given their due. And Jamie Lee Curtis definitely is uh, is somebody who is overdue for some recognition. So I will go along with that. Yes. And by the way, you said she had a she had a famous father, and her her mother was uh, Janet Lee, right? Yeah, famous parents. Actually, I should have said yeah, famous parents. Famous parents. Yeah. yeah, Janet Lee. Janet Lee would show up in in some of the horror movies that she would do, uh, like Halloween H two O, and uh, uh, forget what the other one was. There was another one there, so that was always kind of kind of fun. But yeah, coming basically from Hollywood royalty, the expectations are high. Michael Douglas has talked about this quite a bit, and but uh, and we we hear more of the it doesn't go well versus it goes well. So yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think if you ask young people today who've seen Jamie Lee Curtis movies. They won't know who Tony Curtis is. They might not know who Janet Lee is. They'll know her face and know that she was in kind of the shower scene in Psycho. But uh, right. Jamie Lee Curtis has kind of made her own career and uh, and done her own thing there. So, all right, we're going to take a look at best actor in a leading role, and the nominees for that category are Brendan Fraser for The Whale. She saved him. She wasn't trying to hurt him. She was trying to help him. Who are you talking about? He's going home. She did that. Charlie. She didn't do it to hurt him. She did it to send him home. Do you feel lightheaded, Charlie? Look at me. She's trying to help him. Who? Ellie. She was trying to help him. She just wanted to send him home. Do you ever get the feeling? People are incapable of not caring. People are amazing. Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inisherin. You won't get into trouble for taking this, butchie. I will get into trouble, but fuck it. I saw a cannon fire and rifle fire in the mainland tonight. Did you see it? That'll be the Civil War. I know that, Sean. Austin Butler for Elvis. Well, you may go to college. You may go to school. You may have a pink Cadillac, but don't you make nobody's room now, baby. Come back, baby, I won't play that. So you always play house. What all that? The wiggle. The what? Them girls won't see you wiggle. Move, man. Bill Nighy for living. Mr. Zombie. Bye. Bye. I'm so sorry, Mr. Williams. That's really wicked of me. You mustn't be upset, Miss Harris. Mr. Zombie, it's rather good. It's quite appropriate, in fact. I like it. Mr. Zombie. An Egyptian mummy. Except I can move about. <laughs> and Paul Mescal for After Sun. So what's your sister's name? Uh, Sophie. Oh, nice. I'm her dad, though, actually. Oh, sorry, mate, I just thought... That's I... okay. And, Kurt, who would you choose? Oh, it's very hard, um, because there were... Uh, particularly amongst, there were two actors... I know the one... I think I know the one you're going to like. But I have... I'm going with... Uh, I'm going with Brendan Fraser. 
because I thought that I know that this movie that the director uh, Darren Aronofsky he was this he had you know he was interested in making this movie for like ten years he couldn't really find the right actor and uh, Brendan Fraser was was the right actor for this movie because he without without Brendan Fraser's performance I think this movie would have been it already was difficult to watch I think it would have been very very difficult to watch with an with an actor who I think that he added a kind of it was a i don't know maybe a kind of a humor to it and like just maybe some lightness to it um that i thought worked really well for it it made it it made it the movie easier to take in as as as, as hard as it was anyway it was it was hard like the, the scenes with, with with him eating and like gorging on the food it was very hard to watch that and you know, it's a very a lot of these movies are very downer kind of movies. We have a, like a, a lot of those, um, and this was, but it wasn't as much of a downer as I expected because of his performance. I thought because of what he he brought to it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great point. It is because uh, it, it 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 is a depressing movie. I mean, there's no way to get around how depressing it is, but there there is something in there that that she does i i i admire that performance i admire all five of these nominees um very much and i think i could make a case for each one of them winning uh you said you think you know who i'm i'd vote for who's your yeah guess? i think yeah i'm gonna think you're voting for colin farrell and you're absolutely right you you know yes. me well enough colin farrell just over uh brendan fraser uh very very close between those two performances um I guess the, the, the difference for me here was it took me a while to get into Brendan Fraser's performance. Uh, I, I thought for the first little while uh, he was, you know, the, uh, the weight and the suit and all of that was kind of carrying the performance. And it, it felt a little bit more like, okay, this is a little bit better than the Brendan Fraser I was used to seeing in the 90s but that's just maybe really good material he has. But in that second half of the film, he kicks it into this other gear and it becomes a very uh, emotional and uh, beautiful performance. And it has brought his career back. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. And I hope he keeps getting challenging roles like this one because he really uh, stepped up to the plate. But Colin Farrell, this is, uh, Colin Farrell I don't think has ever been considered, he's been in, in movies for years. I don't think he's ever been considered a subtle actor or kind of a, an everyman type. Uh, I, I remember a lot of people liked his performance when they were paired together, the, uh, Martin McDonough and, and then paired uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell together for In Bruges. A lot of people really liked Colin uh, Farrell's performance in that film. I, I thought it was a little bit showy. It was a little bit big. It was a bit dramatic here. Uh, for him to play this really kind of sweet but fairly simple man on this island who has his routine, he sticks to it, um, and is pretty convinced that things will just continue on the way that they are. I mean, he he lives with his with his sister, um, and they have their little conflicts, but they they get along well, um, and I. And he has his donkey, and he—he's a—I think he's a pretty good, you know, farmer. Uh, and he goes for his pint at the exact. Same
same time every day and he goes and as the pint with his best friend and then they, they they're able to talk and kind of uh, enjoy life and he's very content until his entire world is turned upside down and seeing the journey and it's a rather dark journey that he goes on i think it's a little bit more dramatic for brendan gleason and and, and the things that start start to happen but watching kind of this this guy who thinks that being a, a kind and caring person is enough in this world and encountering a different perspective. Uh, we watch him just try to figure it out, then gets disheartened, and then become a man who is looking for revenge. And he, where we leave him in the end, he's still a little bit of the kind man before, but he is a much, much harder person because of what he's gone through. And all that's conveyed beautifully in this performance. I, I, I went in thinking, okay, you know, I've been hearing great things about this performance, but can it be that good? And I was surprised how subtle it was. It was kind of like a few years ago with Frances McDormand in Nomadland, uh, where um, she's just a powerhouse, but she did so many subtle things. And as I get older, I kind of appreciate the subtle performances a little bit more. And I think he he plays those notes well. Uh, it's it's not easy for everybody in, in in that film. It's not easy dialogue. I mean, it's a very tough screenplay, brilliant screenplay, but it it is very very Irish and very much of the time. Right. And I think all of those notes were played well. So, Farrell is my choice, and I was really wrestling between between the two. If if Brendan Fraser wins, I'm 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 not going to be sad about it uh but it's it's it was kind of between those two but austin butler what a great breakout role for this young man and i again i wasn't sure are we gonna get some sort of an elvis impression but he 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 kind of becomes elvis early on and i believe him through all of those stages i thought that was um that was good too bill nighy this is you know he's been known he's in a lot of comedies i mean he has done some serious work at times too in television yeah. but you know, uh, subdued. delivers a, a great late career performance here and really anchors that 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 living movie. And then Paul Mescal, just a, a kind of out out of nowhere and just a, a one talk about subtle, another wonderful subtle performance in After Sun. So um, anyway, so I, I'm I'm a fan of all these nominees. I'm gushing about them, but we should probably get some points going here. So. I'll... No, if I could say I uh, for me it was really because I I do think that Colin. Confrell was great, but I kind of put it between Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler because I just I thought Austin Butler was great, and there was like so much in that performance. You know? There, there's a lot. There, there's a case yeah. for him. I, I think it's been kind of those three have won the early awards. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a feeling I know the way it, it's going to go. Um, I, I, I do think flashier performances. Not that they yeah. are bad, but flashier performances tend to carry the day with the Oscars at times. Yeah. So, how many points would you give Brendan Fraser as, as your choice? Well, I've see, I I tend to divide things up somewhat evenly. Well, not quite, but so so I gave Brendan Fraser twelve. And Colin Farrell. I gave him ten. Then Austin Butler as your runner-up. He also got twelve. I gave him the same amount actually as Brendan Fraser. And Bill Nighy? I got eight. I did like Living. I don't think Living was... 
wouldn't say it was great, but I thought it was very good. I didn't enjoy the movie. It, it, it's um, yeah, I, it's I mean, worth it, saying. it's based on a Kurosawa film, um, which is yeah. great, called Akira. Uh, um, I think it, it made my runners-up list for my top ten list. Yeah. I, I I think they there were a couple things that they actually did. Uh, the, the screenplay is quite good, um, and it uh, it actually improved a couple of things on the original, but overall the impact I don't think was quite as strong. Um, setting it in in yeah. Britain, but his performance is is I like that um, highlight of the film. I like that girl too. That would be another person I would uh, yeah. Yeah, the, I like that he realizes that he only has a couple months to live, so he has to finally have a life. So what does he do? He starts dating a woman half his age. <laughs> well, they weren't really dating, but yeah, yeah, I, I, and, and I think that's what I was wondering about is it's a little bit more of a friendship. And I was when I was watching it, yeah. I was afraid people are going to take this the wrong way and start saying it's about a, I don't know, pedophile or something, which would be just a disaster for those. Well, interpreting she wasn't that young, but he, but he doesn't have, he has no social life. He doesn't talk to anybody. And you know, yeah. his, his son and, and daughter-in-law just kind of are, are, are there for what he can provide for them. He, he doesn't have any, and she's the only person who shows him any kind of humanity and kindness. So yeah. it's it's a friendship, but uh, they do acknowledge that because it looks like something different and yeah. it's handled well there. So a very subdued um, performance from him. He's like he it, just has a very very low voice the whole time, and yeah, you know, and he's that's who he he's been stuck in this this mundane role as a bureaucrat for for all these years, and he just yeah. doesn't he doesn't know how to live, and that's. Because he's quite a dynamic compared to this performance of Love Actually or something like that, where he's that like oh, he's a yeah, star yeah. character. It's like two completely different people from the same actor. So yeah, yeah, um, he, he that actor's grown on me over the years. I haven't liked everything he's done, but I, I really really liked him in in this, and I'm glad he's kind of like a Jamie Lee Curtis, so, you know, a, a, this great British actor who's been. And for a while, and is finally getting some acknowledgement. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Paul Mescal for After Sun. I also gave him an eight. That's a good movie. That that's a well, that's a movie that you kind of have to work. You could you could take that movie in different ways because I read some I read some like audience reviews and people just just love that movie. They think it's like the, the greatest movie they've seen uh, last year, and it's a uh, it's it's obviously it's a kind of a stylized movie in a way and it's you you kind of have to put a little effort into watching that movie you're not being spoon-fed you know no. which is fine um so you have to kind of take it in and kind of figure out well what's what's going on here and so it's 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 interesting in that in that respect i i i, I do and i i do enjoy movies like that but you really have to um can't be doing other stuff which i don't i focus <laughs> on the movie when i'm watching it <laughs> it, it, it made my top 10 list and, and pretty high on my top 10 list. And it was like, there's a series of movies that came out where I think a rewatch is warranted. I, I would put everything yeah. everywhere all at once. You can't process everything in one, one screening of that film right. uh, in that category. But after sun is definitely one that I think the, the more I watch it, the more I'll enjoy it because there are multiple readings of, of yeah. that as there are with the, uh, several of the movies that uh, 
got attention this year. And, and it really has wonderful uh, performances in it. It's very, very natural performances. I mean, it's like you're watching real people in, interacting, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know how much improvisation was allowed there, but it just felt, it did feel. The actual good. movie, like the, the way the movie's edited and kind of filmed, it's kind of, there's a certain style to it, but the acting is very naturalistic. So, I, mean, I, I think we, we were pretty far apart, as I expected, on supporting actress, but we're much closer in points for this this category here, and it helps that I think I, I think uh, both of us liked all all five performances, which yeah, helps there. We were exactly exactly the same on Brendan Fraser, twelve points. Because I don't um, want to hold a grudge, so it's just, it's... <laughs> we have so many more chosen categories yeah. to get through. So. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> I was really afraid of offending you there. <laughs> no, I'm fine. When you said your choice is J.B. Lee Curtis, I was like, oh. Like, I know you no. gave her a zero. Good start. <laughs> when you said it was pretty cool to give me to give zero points to Angela Bassett, too, I was like, oh. I'm well, did you say you like Wakanda Forever or you did not? I, my thumb is firmly down on that movie. I, you don't like it at all? Okay. Uh, I, well, there, there's much worse out there. I mean, there's sections I was... Section, uh, sections I liked others it, of the long many long movies that we've had in this award season. Yeah, too this long. Is the one that felt so long to me. Okay, I, mean, I, I just could not wait for it to end, and that's probably not <laughs> a good sign for our Marvel superhero I, entertainment. So I don't know if the Marvel movie, the superhero yeah. thing. So that's part of it. Is I, I'm just kind of. I, there's some I've liked. There's some I've really not liked, and I, I just feel like I'm kind of. I, you know. I get it. Like I said, I guess I already said what I had I had to say on it. I don't know. It it doesn't fit quite in with the other Oscar movies. I'll say that. But as I said, I do. You know, I guess I guess at this point, and I guess maybe everyone has everyone has is experienced. You know, I, I I look at movies and I see there's certain things I relate to and certain things I appreciate. You know, with, with the, that the uh, that that the the filmmakers bring to light. So. Mm-hmm. I, I do think, you know, Disney, I'm sure, completely thought it was going to be up for Best Picture. And I think it did get a Producers Guild nomination, which sometimes leads to a Best Picture nomination. So I think it was on the cusp there. Um, yeah. But I think there's another special effects heavy Hollywood extravaganza, which is also long, which uh, is a better film. <laughs> controversially speaking we'll get to that someday but i can't imagine what that would be yeah. okay. you don't know what that would be but... no it's yeah. got to be it's got to be too leslie i think that's what you're talking about too leslie yes the, <laughs> the billion dollar <laughs> too leslie, yeah. yes okay so points wise what i'm trying to say is we're we're, we're we're pretty similar here 12 points for brendan frazier uh i would give colin farrell 13 points um Austin Butler for Elvis, I gave eight points to. Uh, that was our biggest difference, I think. Uh, Bill Nighy for Living, I gave eight points. And for Paul Mescal for Afterson, I gave nine points. So the total is Brendan Fraser uh, would have the most with 24 points, followed by Colin Farrell with uh, 23, Austin Butler with 20, then uh, Paul Mescal with 17, and Bill Nighy for Living. So Maybe not a surprise, but Paul Mescal and Bill Nighy would be shed from our, our list here. No and our, oh, we our do list like three them. would be Brendan Fraser, Colin Farrell, and Austin Butler, all powerhouse performances. Um, and there's maybe a case 
for each one of them to win. I, I think my my choice is the most subtle of the three, but uh, no less powerful than the other two. And I'd like to say, if Bill Nye and uh, Paul Muscal, if you're listening to this, don't get discouraged. Uh, keep working. <laughs> we we want to see more work from you. If you if you can have an Irish accent, all right, um, wear a fat suit and have Elvis sideburns, then you're going to win next year. Yeah, you have to be a little flashy. Yeah. Okay, can I ask you this? Um, now, Tom Hanks is nominated for a Razzie for his role in Elvis. I don't think that's deserved. What do you think about that? I think it is. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I don't... He's, he's the worst part of Elvis. <laughs> well, the, the, the first half an hour, maybe less than half an hour, first 20 minutes, and his performance... Um, I think I think the problem was that he, didn't he gets have, under control after a while. Okay, I think the problem was he didn't have there wasn't there weren't any redeeming qualities to it, and I don't know if that was his performance or the editing what happened. But I when I first saw that Tom Hanks was playing the Colonel, and then they come out with a trailer, and it's him saying, "Oh, they say I'm the villain of this here story." I, I thought, well, I, I could play the role. Listen to that, but uh, <laughs> I your thought, accent right there was way better than his. So oh yeah, yeah. I'm, um, <laughs> I'd do it again, but I, I would I have to, I have to quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> but no, I thought that <laughs> I just thought that the, the so the colonel. I thought because Tom Hanks is doing it, and I thought there was going to be some like redeeming qualities. And no, he was just he was just awful. You know, he was this awful person throughout the whole thing. And I also don't think it's a role that people want to see Tom Hanks in. So that was my that was how I felt about it. And I didn't think the makeup was that. I mean, we've had we we've seen some bad old age makeup over the years, but I, I don't think it's worthy of a Razzie. It wasn't. It's not Tom Hanks's best role. He, he's up but, for two. I, I I didn't see the Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio, but he's up for worst actor in that too. I something. haven't seen that. No. Yeah. Um. I I I guess what I'd say there is, I I think you're onto the idea. I think he's miscast. Even though I don't mind the idea of Tom Hanks playing a villain. I mean. We, he did a good job in Road to Perdition, where it wasn't that wasn't like a, a yeah. terribly nice guy, and very rare. You know, he's he, he he's played some 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 roles like this. It was maybe not in his comfort zone, but it was interesting, and he maybe wanted to work with Boz Lerman, and that's fine. This was the the movie he was making when he got COVID. He was the first celebrity to to get COVID, of course. Um, yeah. From those who knew Colonel Tom Parker, and he's a terrible person. I mean, I yeah. you know, he really was. They aren't exaggerating in that. They said he he didn't sound anything like or act anything like the real man versus Austin Butler, who I think nailed Elvis. Like, you know, and, and I was, I my arms were crossed. I thought, oh, do, do we need... You know, there have been Elvis movies way back in the day. Kurt Russell played Elvis in a, a John Carpenter, I think it was a TV movie or something. It was, so, yeah. Uh, and others have played Elvis along the way or versions of Elvis, Nicolas Cage in particular. and Bruce Campbell and Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Fantastic. But, That's my favorite. But somehow like that performance kept me going. And there was an interesting enough story in there when Boz kind of got his hyperkinetic thing out of his system, as he seems to in all of his movies, start off kind of crazy like that and then settle down. Remind me of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but 
yeah, I, I think Hanks was a was a weakness. I, I'm kind of with the general public on that one. So okay. Um, just before we we leave the the best actor category, I, I guess the the only other person I would have liked to see, uh, but nobody's gonna feel bad for him because he's still a big movie star and making lots of money. But I I, I really love Tom Cruise's performance in Top Gun Maverick. It was way exceeded my expectations, and um, I thought he he deserved a spot on this list, but. The, the other the five who got in are, are fantastic so I'm not gonna fight the world too much on that one but that was one of one of my favorite performances of the year was oddly enough Tom Cruise in, in Top Gun Maverick but okay well wow. action Hollywood movie and um, sometimes you don't get nominated for that uh, in yeah, I, asset, so I haven't seen that movie yet but I will watch it for this this for podcast. the next half of our uh, yes our Oscars episode yeah I'll see Top Gun Maverick. Ready for best lead actress? I think so. Perfect. All right. I think we're going to have some differences on this one, though. But we'll see. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe we will. Hopefully, we won't, won't be. <laughs> That's okay. Well, well, if we're doing Siskel and Ebert, we're doing a great job because they were they were always fighting and disagreeing about things. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, okay, so best... Uh, so best actress, the nominees are Kate Blanchett for Tar. Hello, Johanna. Ich bin der Vater von Petra. Sie hat mir viel von dir erzählt. Ich weiß, was du machst. Und wenn du das noch einmal machst, weißt du, was ich dann mache? Dann kriege ich dich. Und wenn du irgendeinem Erwachsenen erzählst, was ich dir gerade gesagt habe, wird dir keine glauben, weil ich nämlich erwachsen bin. Aber glaub mir, ich kriege dich. Denk dran, Johanna. Der liebe Gott sieht alles. Michelle Yao for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Evelyn,我做唔到阿爸，我唔會好似你咁對個女。你點可以嘅？當然你點可以咁容易放開我嘅？你唔中意我，唔接受，同緊要，因為呢個就係我。But she turned out to be stubborn, aimless, a mess, just like a man. Anna de Armas for Blonde.
Michelle Williams for the Fablemans. Sammy, we're going to use Daddy's camera to film it. Only crash the train once, okay? Then after we get the film developed, you can watch it crash over and over till it's not so scary anymore. And your real train won't ever get broken. One more thing, Dolly. Let's not tell your father. It'll be our secret movie, just yours and mine. Okay? Okay. And Andrea Risborough for To Leslie. What? You stole money from Darren. I didn't steal money. Did he tell you that? Come on, lie to me again. Lie to me again. I'm your mother. I would not steal money from you. What are you doing? Get up from me. Uh, uh. Unfucking believable. You fucking chicken shit. Hey, that baby. Hey, hey. What did I say? Oh, no drinking. You cannot talk to me Mother. this way, James. Mother! Oh, yes, your mama, stop You're a it. drug! I am sick. And, Kurt, who would your vote go to? I'm going with Andrea Riceborough. Good choice. Nice. To Leslie. Yeah. A movie I never heard of until the nominations came out. And I love that movie. Um... I it was another movie where it was there were difficult scenes to watch as as is what happens with many of these Oscar movies. But I guess it, it was also a redemption story, which I think is a joy to watch this year. And um, and I just I I was completely I was just just like you said when you watched watched what kind of forever you couldn't wait to wait for it to be over. I, I guess it's is that a, is that irony that's called forever? <laughs> I don't know, but no, maybe it's accurate. It's an accuracy. Um, for me, yeah, the never-ending story and the kind of forever, yes, the kind of forever, it goes on forever. Um, but to Leslie was I? I was I was I was captivated. I was I was really I was into the whole movie. I was I was really in, into it all, and her performance was great. And she she. She played the role, you know, of, of an alcoholic. I thought that was played very well, that kind of desperation. I thought it was brave of her to play, because she basically also played a woman who, in some ways, she was relying on her looks, because it seemed like at certain points of her life, that was all she had, had to offer. But she was at a point where her looks weren't, she couldn't sell her looks quite as well. She was at like a partial, I mean, mostly because of the, the kind of shape that she was in because of her, of, of of her alcoholism because she gets more she's more attractive to others when she sobers up in the movie but i thought that was all a that was a, a brave performance in her transformation in it and yeah it was it was just a wonderful i mean i i just i for me i, I had a wonderful experience watching um watching that movie yeah and 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 um her her in the movie you know, her performance and it, it really was a, a nomination that appeared to come out of nowhere. I, and I read about like, this was a real campaign by like former winners and, and different people like Kate Winslet and Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, her competitor in this category, Kate Blanchett, I think caught it early on or something. It was way back at the Sundance film festival, uh, but I, you know, a year plus ago that it, uh, 
that came out and and there were all these people these prominent a-listers having screenings and inviting academy members to them to try to you know push for this performance to to get nominated and it did and it was you know i i think you're a, a, a real uh, a real surprise um for sure i had sort of in the background heard of this movie but i didn't know much about it and so i was excited that i would have one that I don't know a whole lot about that I can uh, that I could could watch. Not not my choice, but I I had a feeling that you would choose this one, and I'm I'm happy that you did because it's um and this is not you know this isn't nominated for a SAG award or anything any of the precursors. Um, so it's uh, yeah. So this uh, is not revealing who your vote would have been for the SAG award. So <laughs> since you're yeah. the you're the vote that counts in that uh, that award show. So, okay, we 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 played this game with the last one. I, I I'm wondering if you can figure out who my vote uh, would go to for for best actress. Well, I hope it's not Michelle. Yeah, Williams. To figure out. It's not Michelle Williams, is it? No, it's not Michelle Williams. Okay, good. No. Um. Okay, then let's see, because I think you like the Fablemans, right? I, I heard. I, I heard. I, I love heard the Fablemans. Yes. Okay. Um. We're gonna have a discussion on that then. Then who would you have liked then? Because I I also like Michelle Yeoh. I would have if it wasn't for Andrew Riceboro, I probably would have gone with Michelle Yeoh. Because obviously I'm a big f- fan of that movie, and I've I, I like what she did in that. Hmm. Did you? Are you going with Kate Blanchett? My vote is, is that Kate the one? Blanchett for Tar. Yeah. 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 Okay. It, it yeah. may be viewed as the as the. Traditional or standard choice, but this this was another tough category for me, uh, very much. I there's this point where I can am I how can I be more blown away by Kate Blanchett? But I am, and it's Tar is an interesting film. It did make my top ten list. And it is yeah. one of the ones that we were talking about where multiple viewings are necessary because. Um, I talked about this uh, when on my top ten show. How I, I think there can be there can be uh, a bit of a, a millennial or Gen Z reading of this film, uh, Gen X baby boomer reading of this film, oh, and, then there, and then there can be kind of a psychological or maybe hesitate to use the word supernatural, but maybe more psychological reading of tar which is i think that's how i looked at it beautiful beautifully um written and directed by todd field who i I, i've loved but blanchett anchors the film in such a way that if you are to take the stance that lydia tar is a monster somehow i spent this film um completely on her side when i was watching what what happens to her that she is this this maestro this genius um and how these various forces are taking that away and taking her her one last artistic goal away from her and as an allegory of what has been happening around the world for for years now uh i i find that upsetting i find that tragic in kind of watching um what what becomes of her in all those stages and 
I mean, she is literally and figuratively naked at points in this film. And it is a, a, a powerhouse performance that I, I want to be kind of 21st century and go in different creative directions in this category, but I can't get past that performance. It's, it's just too solid a performance to, to overlook and, and not, not vote for. So um, I, 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 I like the nominees in this category. Uh, quite a bit. Uh, I, I have a couple other kind of um, would nominate if there was more room for them. Uh, I'll talk about it at the end here. But I, I, I love all these performances and I, I, I love your choice as well. Um, but I, I, I have to go with Kate Blanchett, which seems like the most, uh, the most obvious. I, I'm not sure she's going to win because she's been kind of, as she's been accepting the award, she's saying we need to get away from this competitive nature of this awards business and just you know nobody's better than anybody else that kind of thing and okay she said she already has two oscars um one here's what i would say about <laughs> about kate blanchett uh with the exception of um blue jasmine which she pretty much as soon as that movie came out she had won the oscar and i totally agreed with that yeah the the roles that she has gotten the most attention for and where people think she deserved it, uh, the aviator Elizabeth, they're not the ones that I celebrate in her impressive filmography. I would have loved to see her win as Bob Dylan in I'm Not There. Uh, that was just such an amazing performance. So I can kind of trade off this idea of, okay, I think at this point, yeah, she should have two Oscars and going in to win a third. Um, but if I break it down into the performance by itself, as I was trying to say, that's my, what I've been trying to do with this is that I think it's the best of the five performances as impressive as uh, a group as this is. And this is a category that's getting the most criticism by the, why wasn't so-and-so nominated? Why wasn't so-and-so nominated? Best lead actress has become a, a super competitive category. And that's a good thing because there are more and more strong roles for women. And we're looking at, at, at five of them here and yeah you probably could come up with another five if it were 10 nominees that that would have made sense but i'm i'm impressed with all these performances i don't know that you're impressed with 100 percent of the performances in this category well um, based on what you said but i i think there's a, a case to be made i'm not sure there's a case to be made for all of them to win but certainly for all of them to be nominated so yeah i i, I did think that kate kate Blanchett. I thought she was great in the movie. Um, it was. The movie doesn't uh, work without her. I don't think. I know watching the movie because um, that, that was an interesting movie, and I think I think I I was watching it from Lisa the psychological standpoint because I mean at first because it was just move so slow. It's like you know it was it was a you know it was just a pace that was so slow that I was kind of conscious of her performance i was kind of like those the, the the people who come up to you after a show and say like how do you learn all those lines <laughs> like i was kind of watching and thinking wow she's she really had a lot to learn um she sure did yes but then because it but it really is it's it's the way that movie is i guess i'm looking at the, the movie more than the performance now but it's like you're almost buying on them like there were shots like from behind and there were shots that were like these wide shots of an office and you kind of had to like this is another one of those movies where you really had to you know be absorbed in it because it was like you're kind of spying on them and you might 
you you're kind of looking around the room as you're watching the movie seeing different you know seeing different things and there's mm-hmm. information that's kind of left out that you have to kind of f- fill in in your head mm-hmm. yeah. so that was it's kind of the experience i had not not spoon fed you know and, and no i like that no. you know, uh, it, earlier times i think directors would spoon feed audiences because they're no they're trusting the intelligence of audiences a lot more which is i appreciate the scene i would go back to to me was a bit of a catalyst for the whole thing um is that juilliard scene at the beginning right and i love that scene but i took that scene in one way and i could see people taking it in a completely different way um right and 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 then it just it just continues to be great uh, even though some of the stuff gets uh, a little bit out there in the third act for sure but uh, anyway let's go uh, points wise here so how many points would you give kate blanchett 11. And Michelle Yao? 12. And Anna de Armas? 9. And I didn't think that movie was that bad. That's another Razzie nominee. It has lots of Razzie, not, not for her, but has a lot of Razzie yeah. nominations. Michelle Williams? Uh, 6. And Andrea Risborough? 12. I gave her and Michelle Yeo the same amount. But I'm voting for Andrea Riceborough. Yeah. I don't know if it's Riceborough or Riseboro. I heard Mark Maron. Riseboro. I've been saying Riseboro. Yeah. I heard. I heard Mark Maron pronounce it as Riceboro. Riceboro. Well, he would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he worked with her. By, yeah. by the way, he was good in that. I mean, gosh, that was a terrific performance from him. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. That's another one that's kind of. So he was one of the producers, I think, on the film too. So. Yeah, we're we're not completely in agreement with points, but we're we're not as far off as we have been in some other categories here. Um, I gave 13 points to Kate Blanchett as, as my choice there. I gave six to Michelle Yeoh, which might seem unkind, but I think the competition is, is strong. I, I agree. This is a great role for her, and she has the right mix of those hyperkinetic, big comedic scenes and those down-to-earth, uh, scenes and she's very convincing as like this mother who is you know her, her dreams have been lost and is you know she's she still kind of wishes for a life she didn't have and we find out this information and how how she handles that in the scenes towards the end and she's not afraid to look silly you know and she's always been kind of this royalty in particular in in like the action and Asian action movie uh, community and she's appeared in a lot of kind of supporting roles the last few years, um, but yeah, she she she's very good and I I could see if there was a different group of nominees that I would be uh, voting for her. So I I I was I think it was given the vibe that I really don't like this movie and I just want to kind of say no I I do appreciate uh, some of the performances uh, in it and hers in particular there, but I didn't only give it six points. I gave Anna de Armas, 10 points, so we were pretty close there. Like, somehow, I, when I heard that casting, that was like Tom Hanks playing Colonel Tom Parker. Like, I thought, really? Like, the girl from Knives Out in that uh, that thriller earlier in the year with Ben Affleck? And um, no, I, didn't. I, I quite like her, but how is she going to play Marilyn Monroe? Uh, and I've now watched four extraordinary performances of people playing Marilyn Monroe. There is something about that, and including in this category, Michelle Williams, who I thought did maybe the best job I've ever seen of it in my week with Marilyn uh, a few years ago. But 
I, I believed her as Marilyn Monroe. I didn't believe much of the story and actually happening with Marilyn Monroe. It was very uh, dramatic and it was a little bit of a propaganda piece. I've heard some people say that the, <laughs> that the director doesn't like women. And I've also heard the take that, no, this was kind of a, a feminist take and showing how all of the men in her life were just these evil, evil people. Um, yeah. And I, I think it was just, you know, maybe not the tone that people were wanting and it was quite out there NC 17 and fairly some pretty graphic sexual material in there. And then, you know, those who see Marilyn Monroe as an icon and want to think of just kind of the, the fun parts of her life and not the tragic end and some of the other bad stuff that's happened to her. Maybe we're not happy with this, this idea of this film. Uh, it's a lot. I don't think it's a bad film though. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with the Razzies uh, to that level, but I, I do partially, I'm kind of in between. I understand some of the hate on for this film, but there became a little bit of a, I think an unfortunate hate on for her performance and for her performance getting nominated because this movie was labeled as, 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 as quite bad and it's not that bad. And I think she's extraordinary in it. And I was happy that she got in um, yeah. and, and was nominated. Michelle Williams for the Fablemans. Yeah, this is, we, we probably have a different opinion on this performance. I'm, I'm giving it 12 points. And Andrea Riceborough, I'll use my third pronunciation. I gave, her, I gave her nine points and I, I guess it is a it is a, a terrific performance. I'm glad it you know from the indie world it got the acknowledgement. It's quite a quite a unique story. I'm glad she gets to go to the Oscars and and all of this. You it's know, I, I, it's I, a free I, dinner. It gets a, yeah. <laughs> um, it, at the end, we're not doing a predictions episode here. But if there was going to be a shocking upset, it might be from might be her performance. This feels a lot like a, several years ago when Adrian Brody won for The Pianist, and Jack Nicholson was was nominated uh, for About Schmidt, and Daniel Day-Lewis was in the category for Gangs in New York. And it seemed mm -hmm. unlikely that Adrian Brody would win the Oscar, but Jack Nicholson had been going around to Academy members and saying that this is the performance you've got to nominate, you know, or you have to give the Oscar to, and he snuck up the middle there, split between Jack and Daniel Day-Lewis, and and he won the Oscar and kissed Halle Berry. Um, Speaking of performances, that that, that that was a good Nicholson. Was it okay? No. Yeah, it was pretty good, yeah. Okay, I appreciate that. I never know when I tried. I, I used to do that impression all the time, and I'm a bit rusty with it. So, But all, all that to say uh, that the, the people who are championing this, and now pe more people will discover the movie and watch it for the voting purposes, and that ranked ballot that the Academy members use, that would be maybe – the shock of the night, but I, I, I will not be surprised if it happens. Uh, but I also not, won't be surprised if it doesn't happen too. So I'm um, just curious about that one. So uh, nine maybe seems a little bit uh, unkind to the person you voted for, for this, but I, I agree with you. We, we've seen a lot of movies about alcoholism um, and some great movies about alcoholism. I feel like the, the first two thirds or so are, while a bit more modern, are pretty standard. Uh, but her performance is so strong and kind of carries the film um, along. Then it becomes quite interesting in the third act, but then it turns into what, what worked for you a little bit. I, I liked, as a bit of uh, 
catharsis or relief, that last scene. But I'm not sure if I completely bought it, the last okay. scene of the film. But that's that's a screenplay issue. That's not a her performance. She delivers everything that she is asked to do uh, in there. So, um, and I, I know with all these really dark, heavy movies, it's nice to have one there, which is a bit of a redemption story because um, they weren't all very few of them were actually redemption stories for this award season. So no, some of these movies, they, they ended badly for the people involved. Yeah. So, so points wise, uh, for, for our totals here, uh, Kate Blanchett gets 25 points followed by Andrea Riceborough, 21 followed then, uh, by Anna Dearmas for blonde with 19 points. Uh, Michelle Yao and Michelle Williams, the two Michelles, have 18 points, and they would be shed from the list here. So we would have it be Kate Blanchett, Anna De Armas, surprisingly enough, and Andrea Riceborough for to Leslie. All right. Okay. Two performances I wanted to just mention. One was I, I think she's been nominated a lot in recent years. And I think she was a, a victim of the, the polarizing views of this film. But Margot Robbie was uh, just uninhibited and wonderful in Babylon. And I, I would have liked to see her on the list. But it's nice to get some, some new people in the, the awards uh, for sure. So I, I get that. But I, I quite liked her performance. And I'm a, a Babylon apologist. I had it on my top ten list. So okay. um, see it. The, the, the one that I really wanted to have happen, but I knew was unlikely. At one point, Martin Scorsese was making a big deal of this performance and uh, letting the world know about it. But I uh, guess horror movie performances, it's tough to kind of get to crack the list there. But Mia Goth in a movie called Pearl, uh, Thai West film, uh, was just unreal. And there's a, a monologue uh, right towards the end of the film, it's almost like a one-take, ten-minute-long monologue that is so well acted that you're just watching the sincerity of her character. But as she's going on, you are just scared stiff. It is, you know, a bone-chilling performance and just beautifully acted and some of the best of film acting. And so this is one of the performances that I've been trying to champion. Uh, all year long, but you know, I'm in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I have no vote for any of these things. I just have a little podcast in my opinion. So, so I, I would have uh, would have liked to see, uh, especially Mia Goth, make the list there. But it, it was a, a long shot. Maybe not as big a long shot as Andrea Riceboro turned out to be, but uh, it, it was a, a long shot to, to crack the list there. So, okay, I need yeah. to see that. Yeah, um, I see see this movie called X first. Because it was companion piece X, which came out early in the year, and then Pearl, and they're they're both related. So, okay. uh, if if you don't mind horror movies, no, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I wrote it down. Anyway, this is uh, the end of the first half of our. If we shared the nominees, we 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 you know we nearly got into a fight. Uh, we we've shared some tears, some laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're on an fight. emotional roller coaster with the first. Uh, three categories we're looking at so i don't know what's gonna happen with the next three so i um, definitely cried the, yeah i don't but there were no fights uh no. <laughs> now you're, it's all good. you're crying over my cold heart because of how mean i was yeah. to, to the supporting act and actress category but 
And we knocked M- Michelle Yeoh out of the running, too. I- I'm going to wait till we're finished with the episode, and then I'll cry over that. Yeah. Because I cry in increments. <laughs> I have a feeling if this if, if, if this aired beforehand, if you try to go to a SAG screening for something, then you're just like, oh, sorry, uh, we heard your podcast that you're on. <laughs> well, I want to get cast... I want to get cast in a movie, and then I'll use like sense memory. I'll think about being on this podcast, and I'll cry, and then I'll get an Oscar nomination myself. Well, that, <laughs> then it's all been worth it. I, uh, yeah, I think so. And then I can be yeah. on the show, uh, and we can be talking about why you should win. Yeah. And we give so, all 50 points to you. So. so I see this working out for me. It's going to take some work until yeah. we get there, until we get full circle. <laughs> yeah. do, do a few exercises, acting exercises after this. Yeah, I, I, you know, we're... We're we're on the path. <laughs> anyway, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate your time, and I know it's like hours and hours of time because of the number of <laughs> movies and potential movies that didn't get nominated. I watched a lot of stuff, like uh, she said, and The Woman King, and movies like that that didn't really get nominations uh, to prepare ahead of time, and that's just kind of how it, how it goes. But I wanted to see those movies anyway, just uh, you know, and okay. I. I didn't, I don't think I regret seeing much of anything. I'm doing a, a, a funny February movie challenge right now. And uh, there, there was a movie that I have seen. Actually, now we're up to two movies I have seen for that challenge that I um, regret. But it takes a lot for me to regret watching okay. any movie. So, Is The Woman um, King good? Okay. It's okay. okay. Uh, I I love Viola Davis. I I, I don't think this is one of the ones that there's more controversy that she wasn't nominated. I, I don't, I don't think this was the role that she should have been nominated for, but it's, it's entertaining enough. It's maybe a little bit more of an action movie, um, but they, they add some dramatic things in there, I guess. So I, I'd be interested in your, on your take on it because, you know, we might not be completely like agree on every single movie that we, we watch. So. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Um, Want to, just before I go, mention uh, of course a lifetime of Hallmark. Uh, what what's coming up for that? What's coming up with that? Oh, we're going to be just we just did the uh, Hallmark just had their second trilogy of the Wedding Veil movies, and we've uh, we've had episodes for each one of those. And um, you know we um, and we've got and we'll have more uh, lifetime Hallmark movies coming up, and we do pop we do all sorts of pop culture discussions and things like that so it's a yeah. it's also a fun show about, uh, yeah. black china black china news every episode yeah night court episodes the new re, the revamp of night court you i think there's some stuff of that anything that's anything that's that that's on our on our radar we'll, we'll, we'll discuss yeah so yeah all right yeah anything all, all sorts of things pop up yeah it's a fun show to be on, fun show to listen to. So people should check it out. Should check out Rank and Review, Film Feast, and Schlock and Awe as well. All friends of this here podcast. And continue to be uh, kind and patient with one another as we move towards the spring of 2023 here. And uh, already I feel like this year is going by super fast. And I hope you continue to support the movies as, you know, and... Obviously, because this is an Oscar show, please check out the Oscars. I believe March the the twelfth, Sunday Sunday March the twelfth, and see if uh, Kurt was right, if uh, I was right, or if we were both wrong. 
Well, it's our opinions. So. <laughs> it is our opinion. Yeah, so, so they can't. Yeah, they, they we were doing predictions here. It's just our opinions. No opinion is wrong. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Until then, thank you. See you later.